Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright along with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. All right, so we do have a lot planned for you guys tonight because the regular season just ended and all playoff matchups are set for the second ever Super Wildcard Weekend. And we will review every matchup for you. The fan box, as always, along with the last Sunday's best of the season. And believe me, it will be a good one. But first, let's start off with the many firings that just took place on this past Monday. So, CJ, you got a little bit there? Yeah, well, what do I, What can I say? Black Monday strikes again. I mean, there are some things that were expected. For instance, Chicago makes the long overdue move of firing Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Broncos dump Vic Fangio. Vikings finally get rid of that old ball and chain named Mike Zimmer. They got rid of their GM as well, which is personally a move I disagree with because, you know, he's got them so much talent over the years. But, you know, it is what it is. Good for you, Vikings. And, you know, Dave Gettleman retired. All the Giants fans are rejoicing. And in a bit of a surprising move, head coach of the Dolphins, Brian Flores, has been fired. I, I have my own theories why, but... I mean, I don't want to get into them. We don't do conspiracies on the podcast. Uh, what do you guys think? Most of this was a, was kind of expected, or it was it they had it coming. Matt Nagy, uh, Ryan Pace as the Bears head coach and GM, that was expected. Uh, everything else, the only parts that really stick out to me is uh, the Vikings GM Rick Spielman being fired because you know he actually did a pretty good job. I thought. As GM, it was more so the um, the execution of the players that were on the field rather than rather than the pl- than uh, the players who were drafted. I, I felt they were one of the more talented pl- teams in the league. Other than that, head coach Brian Flores, which is probably the most controversial one, I would say you know it's not as much of a slam dunk that they should have ke- kept him as you think because you know yes he brought him back from the dead at one and seven, but why did they start one and seven in the first place? And you can actually look at a couple of Brian Flores' past few seasons as head coach of the Dolphins, and it's been the same trend where they have a slow start and it and it starts all over again. So I mean I'm a little conflicted. Maybe they shouldn't have fired him, but you can certainly s- s- understand their logic there. I understand the logic. I think it's stupid logic, but I believe he'll have a job within the next few weeks, considering I think he did an amazing job considering the pieces he had around him. He had players that wanted to play for him, he had coaches that wanted to coach for him, and and he had a fan base that respected the decisions he were he was making. Now, the one that really surprised me the most was Vic Vangio. I know Ryan Flores was like going everybody shocked about that, but I was more focused on Vic because I didn't think the Broncos were gonna let him go considering how well he was doing with the defensive side of the ball. True, the offensive side of the ball could have been better, but you're asking a big bit much when you have Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Drew Locke as your quarterback. So I don't, I think he was unfairly blamed for the record and he got fired for it. And I think he'll find another job as a DC, just like Mike Zimmer, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, will find another job as a DC in this league. Yeah, he'll certainly find something. Do you guys have any other thoughts before we move on to all the matchups that we have to go over in for this upcoming wildcard weekend. No, I'm good. No, not really. The only thing I would say is basically pretty much almost everyone with the exception of Flores and Spielman, in my opinion, pretty much had it coming. 
Yeah, I see. I, I agree with you there. However, wildcard weekend is upon us and we have all of the matchups. We are going to give you predictions and more coming up next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker, and we are going over wildcard weekend. And so we'll start with the AFC. And so for our matchups, we have Pittsburgh going into Kansas City at Arrowhead. Uh, we have New England go- going up against Buffalo in, uh, in Buffalo. And Las Vegas takes on Cincinnati in Cincy. So guys, uh, which of these matchups are you most intrigued by? So for me now, I, I don't know why. I am just intrigued by Cincy and Vegas. Now, for those who don't know, the Las Vegas Raiders are the first team with an interim head coach to reach the playoffs since, like, I think the Houston Oilers, and I want to say 61, but don't quote me on that, or 71, I don't know, somewhere in that ballpark. So, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, what can you say about this Raiders team? I don't really think anyone expected them to be where they are after the Gruden firing, and a lot of their guys like Ruggs and Nate Hobbs, you know, getting jettisoned for their stupid off the field issues. But yeah, I just I, I, I don't know how to describe this Raiders team. I really don't. Because on paper they're not gonna wow you, but this is definitely a team where you would say that they're greater than the sum of their parts. I mean, you have a lot of breakout guys, you know, like uh Max Crosby for starters. Josh Jacobs is still keeping it going. Darren Waller's back. And even, you know, and they have Deshaun Jackson, who's been serviceable for him. And Derek Carr's just slinging it around the field. And we're also seeing the emergence of Hunter Renfro. And they are, like, kind of like the ultimate dark horse. You didn't expect them to get here, but they play hard. And they love their head, their interim guy, Rich Basaccia who, in my opinion, should be their head coach after the season. They should just keep him around. But for the other side, let's talk Cincinnati. This is, a, this is an offense whose explosiveness is on par with Kansas City. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with them and came out on top. Joe Burrow, rightfully nicknamed Joey Franchise, is just, is just amazing. He's got a great trio of receivers in Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, serviceable tight end C.J. Uzama, and who could forget everyone's favorite fantasy back, my guy Joe Mixon. Uh, Their defense is all right. I mean, it's nothing to write home about, but the the Cincinnati Bengals, they've just emerged as this explosive, well-rounded team who took the AFC North by storm who beat up on their opponents, and it's just it's just so weird because we haven't thought of the Bengals as a legitimately decent team since, like, 2017. And, well, how do I put this? Do you mean However, 2015? Yeah, 2015. That's it. Thank you. I, I got confused. Yes, 2015. It was bothering me. But there is one thing I will say. I am not particularly sold on this Bengals team, for one reason and one reason only, the offensive line. A lot of these games are won and lost in the trenches. And correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Joe Burrow like the most sacked quarterback in the league? 
And you have a Raiders team with guys like Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, among others. This, they, they're, they're going to have to do something about this O-line because Crosby and Farrell could just feast on Joe Burrow. But, and if you can keep rushing them, you should be able to stop them. But Jamar Chase is just a bit too explosive, in my opinion. And, I mean, the Raiders, like I said, there's nothing really about them that wows me. Like I said, they're basically, like I said, the ultimate dark horse. So I feel like an upset could happen, but until I see it, I got Cincy. What do you guys think? Yeah, if there's going to be an upset, it'll be in the front lines where uh, where Max Crosby and uh, uh, others get through that horrible offensive line. But, uh, yeah. Just, Justin, your thoughts and uh, your take on your pick? All right, first things first. Number one, Cincinnati can shove it. Go Raiders. I'm a Ra- Raiders fan for that game. I, I need the Raiders to do what they should do, beat beat the bejesus out of the Cincinnati Bengals so I can at least enjoy some semblance of the playoffs because I really don't like Cincinnati right now. Uh, I think the game is going to be close. I think it's going to be a one-score game, and I think it's going to be nip, nip and tuck the entire way. I think the difference is going to come down to is Joe Burrow ready for the playoffs, and that's the answer we're going to be waiting on. Until then, uh, I it should be Cincinnati because it's at Cincinnati. They should be able to win, but due to Cincinnati's playoff woes, I'm not too sure. So I think it's going to be extremely close, but maybe Cincinnati pulls it out. Uh, for my take, oh brother. <sighs> Sticking to the AFC, I was looking at a certain team, and I, and I saw them. I was like, congratulations to Big Ben for making it into the dance by beating us. Anyway, once, once I saw who they were facing, I was like, yeah, they're gone in the first round, Kansas City. I was, I was majorly happy when I saw that. So I believe Kansas City will beat the hell out of the Steelers beat them up and down the field, put up 30 and call it a day. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers will get uh, more than, let's say, 20 points. And uh, I think Kansas City is just going to ramrod them into the into and advance into the next round. Going into the NFC, I'm interested in the 49ers-Cowboys game because the Cow- I want to see how badly the Cowboys lose this. I want to see if they make it close and then they just screw it up in the end like they always do when it comes to the playoffs. They should be able to win, but knowing their history, they always find a way to lose these games. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right. So my matchup that I'm most intrigued by is certainly the team that uh, I have to be, happen to be a fan of, which is the New England Patriots, who are going into Buffalo to face the Bills. So this is a ma- this is an interesting matchup because – they're, you know, the Bills sort of took over the AFC East last uh, last year when the Patriots kind of they lost they lost Tom Brady. The Bills took over for a year, and then for the first half of this year uh, of this season, the Bills the Patriots took over the AFC East only for the Bills to take it back. So there's a bit of a power struggle in the AFC East, and you wonder if this is kind of that one game where it's the passing of the torch where we kind of figure out which team is the uh, which team is the better team in the AFC right now and which sorry in the AFC East right now and which which team could uh, could be a big problem to the other 
in the coming years. Who do you got to win? Who do you have to win? Who do I? I do not like New England's chances to win this game. Oh no! I th- I, I think so. this is going to be a very close game, but I just don't I just don't think the Patriots have the horses to to win, and ultimately the Bills just do. You know, they they may be one dimensional on offense, but the the horses that they have on in the passing game is ultimately going to be, just prove to be too much for New England. I'm going to take I'm going to take Buffalo and they'll probably win by a little bit. It'll be a close game, but I don't I don't think it's I think uh, Buffalo is going to pull going to pull away at one point. He sounds like a Bills fan. He doesn't sound like a Patriots fan. He sounds like uh, a Bills fan. You know what? Allow I'm just me. a realist. Yeah, that's fair. You, and you make valid points, but allow me to give you a glimmer of hope. Let's hear it. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the game, it's supposed to snow for New England Buffalo. At least that's what the forecast says right now. And that could help New England for one reason. If you just go by the numbers and the win-loss and Josh Allen's stats, the Buffalo Bills are actually one of the worst teams in the league when they play in the elements, which is ironic because, you know, they're in Buffalo, New York. Alas, uh, the elements have really hurt them, and this has been since Josh Allen's rookie year. They have struggled mightily in the elements, so could be a blessing in disguise for New England. Could we see another, like, 43 rush attempt game? I don't think so, but you never know. Sure. Uh, and I, I wonder. So what? What is the? What's? What do you define the elements? Because I mean, they did play in the wind, but you know, wind is a lot different than snow. You got to admit. I'm talking and like snow. Same with the rain. And you know, I also wonder how much they played in weather, the snow. Non-perfect weather, we'll call it. Non-perfect weather. I mean, that's about yeah. the same thing as the elements. Yeah, exactly. My point is, in non-perfect weather, Buffalo is notorious for struggling in it. Even though they play in Buffalo. Yeah, I know. That's the weirdest part. Yeah, so we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, so that's your, that's our AFC uh, summed up for you guys. So why don't we why don't we go around the table and pick and pick these games? CJ, how many how much time do we have left? CJ. Oh yeah, we have about ten minutes and forty seconds in, so we'll call it about four about four minutes. 420. Okay. Uh, so let's just let's just go through and and pick these games. So guys, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Who you got? Kansas City by landslide. Yeah, I do as well. Casey, and it's not going to be close. Um, be like New 20. England at Buffalo. Who do we have? It's going to be close, but I'm kind of leaning toward Buffalo. I'm taking New England. Wow, I feel like a jerk. I'll take Buffalo, and I didn't. I thought it was going to be by a comfortable margin, not a not a blowout, but a comfortable margin. But hearing about uh, what you were saying about the elements, maybe I'll make it a little closer. But uh, it's the great uh, equalizer, after all. It could be. It, it certainly was the last time they face each other, but that was wind. So Las Vegas at Cincinnati. Hmm, that's a tough one. It should be Cincy. It should, but they haven't won a playoff game in a very long time. And you and you know That's what? Cincy, I'm choosing Cincy. You know what? Yeah, it's it's their time. Go, Joey franchise. We believe in you. Greek. You see, I'm oh. gonna set. I'll 
this is gonna this feels more like a coin flip to me than uh than most people think. Why? Yeah, you're right. Because uh I don't think Cincinnati is as good as they've been playing recently. They're a very good team with an explosive offense, but I think we're I think we're uh I think we're overselling the team because of recent weeks. One game, they the Ravens didn't even have any of their starters, and the other game game was against a Kansas City team that does have pretty good pass rushers. I'll grant you, with Chris Jones and and uh, Frank Clark, but it's not it's not a very good defense, especially their pass defense, and and they kind of won in a in a shootout. I've got to say, I might I might have to go Las Vegas. And you know what? That's fair. You can make a compelling argument for both sides. Plus, you you add that losing narrative, that self-fulfilling prophecy, uh, that might be in Cincinnati's heads. I get it. This is these aren't your these aren't your father's Bengals, but man, I don't know, man. All right. Um. So up next, we are going into the NFC, which is Philadelphia at Tampa Bay and uh, San Francisco at Dallas, Arizona at at Los Angeles. We're going to get into that next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. And here we are going into the NFC matchups, which is Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, San Francisco at Dallas, and Arizona at Los Angeles. So, We'll go around the table and do the same thing with that we did with the AFC. We'll pick our most intriguing matchups. We'll start with uh, CJ. You want to go first? All right. Yeah. Let's go, let's make it. See so you going first, two for two. Mm-hmm. So the the game, like I he said, that most intrigues me is a divisional matchup, and that is Arizona and LA. Mm-hmm. Now there's just something about divisional matchups in the playoffs. It's you know it's like part three you know there's an extra intensity that's that there usually isn't and it's just i know the cardinals start off really hot but i just don't have that much confidence in them i really don't i mean they've already gotten their butts handed to them by the rams and the rams are playing with house money right now you know uh cam Akers is coming back Cooper Cup is as explosive as ever. Odell's finding his rhythm. Matt Stafford is just showing a side that we never could have seen in Detroit. And the defense is as dangerous as ever with guys like Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, the great Aaron Donald, and the great Jalen Ramsey. It's just, I. Arizona is in free fall right now. They fell off and they fell off hard. And I hear like they might have Hopkins back, but I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. It's just also I'm not sold on Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. I feel like uh, the best team to describe these Cardinals are last year's Steelers. Hmm? You know, they went 11 and 0, right? Yeah. To start and then they just completely exploded. That's how I feel about this Cardinals team. They started out hot, and the wheels are just coming off. Kyler's not as accurate as usual. 
They probably should have lost that Cowboys game. They lost to the Lions and just injuries up and down, you know, just injuries up and down the roster. Uh, the defense isn't as stout as it was to start the season. And I would dare say the Cardinals are probably the most overrated team in the playoffs. And when I look at the Rams and that roster, this is a potential Super Bowl winner, kids. I'm not I'm not putting like the stamp on it saying they're going to win, but they've got a better chance than Arizona. And, I, I mean, hands down, I'm taking the Rams in this. The Rams have the horses to do it. And the Cardinals, I'm with you there. And you can see – and I'm seeing a trend with Cliff Kingsbury as – head coach is that they always start start to fall off after uh, uh, towards the end of the season. I mentioned that Brian Flores in Miami is starting is starting to have a trend where he has slow starts and then he picks it up later. It's the opposite with Kingsbury. You know, you see it every every year he's been head coach. He's only been head coach for 3 of them and they are still still starting to build up the talent level in on that team, but I mean, it's really apparent that they start to fall off later and later on in the year. They can go as far as Matt Stafford takes them. And Matt Stafford hasn't been playing well these last few weeks. So if they want to go as far as the NFC Championship or even to the Super Bowl because of the pieces around them, Matthew Stafford has to step up. But for me, my most intriguing matchup is the Cowboys and the 49ers. Now, I touched on it briefly last segment, but I've... I find this interesting because I want to see how Kyle Shanahan game plans against that uh, Cowboys defense with Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. I want to see if Trayvon Diggs will follow um, Debo Samuel because I think that's going to be an intriguing matchup. I want to see how the 49ers use Debo Samuel specifically for the run game and the passing game. I think the Cowboys should figure out how to match up for Debo because he is by far their best offensive weapon this year. And if you can't stop him, you're in for a long day. Don't forget Kittle and Ayuk. Yeah. But I believe Debo was the best offensive player this year. But Certainly. Yeah. Um, the, Cow- the Cowboys offense is very explosive. You saw that against the Eagles. So it'll be an interesting matchup, but I don't think they'll carry that offensive power like they did against the Eagles because I think the 49ers are a different beast altogether. So I think the game is going to be close. And I still think the 49ers are going to win this one because I don't tr- I don't trust the Cowboys. They should be able to win this, don't get me wrong, but I just don't trust the Cowboys like that. So it's interesting with the Cowboys because I fi- and uh in and this matchup against the 49ers and I think it's going to be very close. And I also wonder how they're going to be able to cover all three of their weapons in Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo Samuel. And I think, and it, what I, how they should game plan it is they should use that front seven. They need to get to Jimmy Garoppolo and they need to force him to get, to get some turnovers. And especially since Garoppolo is banged up with that thumb, he's going, they could easily use Michael Parsons and force him to make some, make some mistakes uh, on that side. But my matchup that I picked for the most intriguing is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Philadelphia Eagles. Not because I think that Philly's going to uh, going to to channel its inner 2017 Eagles and upset Tom Brady and his team, 
and his MVP caliber self yet again. But it's be I feel this is more of a trial run for both sides. Because the Eagles, they're a young team. We're kind of we're kind of starting to get a feel for what this team is developing into. A team that's been getting better as the season has gone on. And I, f- I believe Jalen Hurts is the real deal. Just how how close is this team to to getting up there with all the superpower teams in the NFC? And on the on the Buccaneers side, this is kind of a tune-up game for them. They need to figure out they need to figure things out fast before they face the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Rams, and the the Green Bay Packers of the world, because they, because this game might be a this game might be a game where they win, but it's uh, the games coming up aren't coming easy. So they have to figure things out and really be able to uh, be able to come out with a, a convincing win and maybe a confidence boost, booster for them because I, I think they'll need it. I agree. Yeah, you're right. Brady's going down again, but I, I agree. And in in wild card weekend, it's not the first time it's happened. Well, they don't have Nick Foles this time, mm. and they don't have Carson Wentz. And you know, one thing I forgot to mention is that they still have uh, what, what's his name was uh, uh, they still have Leonard Fournette to get healthy. So this is a this is a game where it could be just sort of a get right game for Leonard Fournette to sort of get to get healthy again. Same with Mike Evans and mm-hmm. a, a lot of their defensive players who are just coming back. This is a chance for them to sort of uh, to get, get tuned up, if you will, to yeah. be to be ready for uh, all the tougher matchups that are coming up because it's only going to get harder from here. It can also be a get out game because they could get kicked out the playoffs. But you it's think not going to be a landslide. I, I don't like a true Brady hater. I'm not. I'm, I don't think. I'm not a hater. It's not going to be. Uh, I think Philly will give them a fight, but I think Tampa Bay should be expected to win this game. All right. And they did. They did really. They murdered them earlier on in the season. I know that Philly's gotten better since then, but all right, let's go around the table and. Uh, do some game picks for this these NFC matchups. So Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys picking? I got the Bucks. As far as Tampa goes, I feel like this is the definition of a playoff trap game. But I'm still going Tampa because you know just Brady. Absolutely. I'm going Tampa Bay. It's not going to be close. Philly might show some flashes of a bright future, but that's not going to stop Tom Brady and company from getting the job done. But San Francisco at Dallas, what do you guys pick? San Francisco. (laughs) Now, Adam, I feel about this game the way you felt about the Vegas-Cincy game. Uh, I feel like it's going to come down to quarterback play. And I trust Dak infinitely more than I trust Jimmy G. So against my better judgment, I'm going with the Cowboys. Hang on, hang on a second. When I was talking about the Vegas Cincy game, I don't think I, I wasn't talking about the – I wasn't really talking about the quarterbacks. No, I, yeah, trust, I know. I trust Burrow no, I mean, a lot I feel more about that, Burrow. about – I feel about this game, how you feel about like, the game overall. I think it's a coin flip basically. Coin flip. So I think it's going to be a lot uh, a lot closer than many people think. Actually, a lot of people might not be fooled by the records. 
because San Francisco does have a pretty solid record. But I'm going to go with Dallas. They might struggle a little bit, but I think Dallas has the horses to do it, and I think they'll have the the front line is going to ultimately kill them. And uh, Jimmy, they're going to get to Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to force him to make some mistakes, and that's going to be the difference maker. Maker. I got San Francisco. Uh, sorry, I got Dallas. Um, other. Uh, anyways, Arizona at Los Angeles. What do you guys have? I got Los. I got the Rams. I am going. Oh, sorry. Continue. Yep. Keep going. I'm going with the LA Rams. I just don't trust the Cardinals. I just, I can't trust Kingsbury this late in the season. They're not frauds. Uh, Sure. I got the Rams. I just, I've, that was my preseason pick to go to the conference championship and I'm actually going to stick with it. So I have the Rams going to the divisional round. Right. All right. Any more thoughts before we move on? Um, no, nah, not really. Nope. All right, guys. Well, we are going to move on to our very last Sunday's best of the regular season. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this one. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. So we have reached our week at 18 Sunday's best, a.k.a. our last Sunday's best, uh, where we review the best matchup from each Sunday's slate of games. We pick the most thrilling and entertaining games for you guys every week, and we review it. Uh, we will be doing oh, in the divisional round and the uh, – in the wild card weekend, we'll pick a, the best game from that weekend, but we won't be calling it Sunday's best. Anyways, uh, our pick was a pretty easy one, and it was Chargers at the Raiders. Uh, so this was a win and in scenario for uh, for both of these teams. But if they tied, both would make it. And yeah. actually, Pittsburgh, uh, the Steelers' fate was also hanging in the balance because if they were to tie, Pittsburgh would be eliminated. And that would be the only was, way they'd be eliminated. And it actually came very close. So, so the first half was a back and back and forth with three lead changes between the two teams. Uh, the Raiders began to pull away with a 29 to 14 lead halfway through the fourth quarter. The Chargers then rallied with two touchdowns in the final five minutes, including one to Mike Williams. Uh, as time expired to to tie the game and force overtime, mm-hmm. and uh, after trading field goals, where the Chargers actually hit the first field goal and took their uh, their first lead since the beginning of the game, uh, the Raiders obviously answered right back. They traded field goals, and as time was running out in overtime, the Raiders there was a lot of speculation they were they might have actually run out the clock just to to ensure that they would make the playoffs and the Chargers would make the playoffs as, as well. Pittsburgh was going to be eliminated. They elected to go to go for the win and the Raiders then drove. They hit the game-winning 47-yard field goal with Dan Carlson for the win, eliminating the Chargers. Pittsburgh gets into the playoffs. So guys, thoughts on this game? I'll, I'll go first on this one because, you know, they had one job to do. All they had to do was end in a tie. And I would have been satisfied. The Steelers wouldn't have made the playoffs. I would have been happy. I would have been laughing. No. They couldn't do that. 
all because of one stupid mistake by Brandon Staley, who's been making a lot of them as of recently. But we'll get to that another day. If he doesn't call that timeout, the, Ra the Raiders were perfectly content with just running the clock out and just letting the game end, and they both go to playoffs willy-nilly. It was so surefire, in fact, that after the game, Austin Eckler asked one of the Raiders players, and he said, Neil, meaning that they were willing to just let the game end in a tie. But Brandon Staley had to call that timeout, and Daniel Carlson kicked that game-winning field goal. And now I'm here on a Tuesday, still frustrated at the fact that the Steelers should not have made it into the playoffs, all because of a stinking timeout. It was a good game. Justin Burrow, I mean, Justin Herbert just couldn't miss on fourth down against the Raiders. He looked like an all-time great on fourth down, and that's not supposed to happen at this early in the, his career. For some reason, when it's fourth and long against the Raiders, Justin Herbert just converts. And then money down, game on the line, he hits that pass to Mike Williams for the touchdown. I'm like, oh, boy, he just showed some great stuff right there. And then the game ends. Congratulations to the Raiders. You guys deserve the victory. But as a Ravens fan, I'm very, very disappointed with the, end the ending of the game. Six first downs they got with Justin Herbert. That team, I will say, the Chargers, they were eliminated. And they pro maybe they don't deserve to be in the playoffs, considering they kind of fell off after a strong, what was it, a 4-1, and 5-1 start. They started, they came out hot. And inclu including an upset to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are cu currently the second seed in the AFC right now. But what a fight from from Justin Herbert and company. And that whole offense is really electric. They they shored up that offensive line after last year. And, you know, that, that defense has improved. On top of that, they have a great wide, rece wide receiver tandem in – Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mm -hmm. They have a gr very good running back in Austin Eckler. They just need to execute better, which might come down to the head co coaching, as you mentioned earlier, Justin. But mm -hmm. Chris, uh, sorry, CJ, before we before we move on. Yeah, sorry. I just I just want to make this quick. Um, I feel like that timeout was basically like a product of like arrogance, pretty much. I feel like there was an understanding between the teams, like all right, let's just tie. And, you know, we can both go to the playoffs, and we're good. And Staley just had to call that timeout. Mm -hmm. That was basically like an F you to the Raiders. That's what it was. And as a result, the Raiders, you challenged their pride. They got angry, and instead of letting you go to the playoffs, they got mad, and they went down and kicked a field goal. Chargers, you have no one to blame but yourselves for this, and you deserve to miss the playoffs because of it. That is all. Yeah, certainly. Another shout out to the Raiders because they endured so much adversity and were able to make the playoffs despite all of that. Derek Carr plays his ass off year in, year out. He hasn't put up the statistics uh, uh, like he was back when he back during his uh, 2016 uh, nearly MVP campaign. Maybe if, perhaps if he didn't break his fibula. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was probably, this will be, as I mentioned, the last Sunday's best until next year. But I, I certainly think we got, we got ourselves a pretty good game for a, uh, season finale, if you will, 
for our segment. It was a great new segment that we came up with, and I'm glad we got the chance to uh, to show to review some games for you and kind of give you the give you guys the uh, the color of just how great some of these games were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways. We are going to be moving on to the Fumble Rooski fan box coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We're you are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. So we have reached the end of our show and you know what that means. It is the Fumble Rooski fan box where we post a question box every Monday and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So our question of the week was, how did your favorite team do this season? So now with the regular season behind us and the postseason about to begin, how did your team fare? So we got a few responses with that, including from our, po- from our podcast host, CJ. Uh, who has never failed to respond to his own his own podcast fan box? Mm-hmm. And well, we gotta get someone on here's opinion. But you know what? If you don't want me to, I won't. No, I no, we like it. Yeah, we want we want you to. We haven't seen Justin's, and I put out the questions, so I can't answer my own questions. You know, yeah, that's fair. You can you can answer your own question? Use a I burner can. account. I wonder how it works. I I do have my personal pod. I have my personal one. They don't know who's um, asking the question. Well, I I shout them out, so they're gonna be like, I'm gonna be saying shout out to me. You know that meme yeah. format where like the president like put, puts the medal around the person's. Oh yeah, where they, he's that, putting them around himself. Face yeah. Himself. You know, I I can't I can't do that. I could just so that we could you guys could get my opinion, but I mean you guys hear plenty of plenty of my dumb opinions on this show. So CJ said the Patriots went 10 and seven and beat expectations going into the playoffs with a rookie. That pretty much sums it up. Look, I I mean, a lot of people are crapping on the Patriots, but I just want to say like a lot of people were saying that before the season, our ceiling was like eight and nine. We only won seven games last season and now we've won 10 and you know how hard it is to go to the playoffs with a rookie. Look, I'm just glad we made the playoffs. Anything after that is gravy. I agree. So what um, my only thing with the Patriots is they beat preseason expectations, but as the season goes on, expectations change. And once they had that nine and four record with the number one seed, everybody expected them to go to the AFC championship. So no, they I, did. Why did people think that? I, that I, I still was tempering expectations like we still have a rookie. That was stupid that people believed it. I will not lie. Well, they had a good they had a good team around them in a, a well-coached team. It just, the the strength of the team was that it was very well coached and well managed during the height of their of uh, their success this season. It wasn't really that that Mac Jones was lighting it up. It was just that they were managing him well and putting him in the best positions to win. And that's what I liked about this Patriots team. I thought they had a good shot at making the AFC Championship, but I didn't think that they should be favored to make it there. That's all. And Fair they enough. could still get there. You know, you they could know. pull a Red Sox like they like last this past season with the Boston Red Sox, you know, where they, you know, they go into the they go into the playoffs like kind of like iffy and then they just go on a run. But uh, anyways, Tyson Tate said uh, eight and nine, another disappointing year. 
to add context, he is a Minnesota Vikings fan. You know what, man? Don't worry. Look, the game had passed Mike Zimmer by. If you can get a, a better head coach, there's no reason you're not going to be at least a wild card team. Right. They did. Uh, they did clean house a little bit with their GM on top of it, and also with their uh, their head coach. But we'll see how it all goes. Anyways, Robert Shelley said, "Super Bowl champs, you already know. Quit playing." Which uh, team does he like? He's a Patriots fan. Oh, really? Get off that stuff, Robert. Judging by the way, you know what? I'm not going to finish that sentence. Uh, okay, I, I would love that. I would love it. I don't think it's that realistic. But hey, man, I fault. I just good for you. I'm. I love your confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I mean, I wish they could win a Super Bowl. That'd be nice. Mac Jones era to begin. Anyways, Patrick Williver said a few weeks away from winning us winning the Super Bowl. We got a lot of confident people. That sounds as you guys Cowboys fan. Yeah, as you guys might have suspected, since Patrick Williver has responded to our fan box just about every week this season, he is a he is a Cowboys fan. So you can understand the confidence. Yeah, that's fair. And um, I mean, they have a shot. They have the horses to do it. The only issue is the coaching. If they can under if they can overcome that, they can beat anybody. To be honest, as long yeah. as their team is healthy. But uh, Sarah Finnamore said, "Not as good as they used to be, but still better than last year." Yeah, they're better than they were last year. About that's that's a who does she like, Adam? I'm pretty Patriots. sure she's a Patriots fan. Patriots uh. fan. Yeah. Any more thoughts before we end the show? It's been a tough year for my Ravens. It's been a tough year. It's not like you guys are bad. You were just hurt. It's not your fault. Yeah, I mean, that basically sums it up. Like, you guys don't have a bad team. You just have bad luck with the injury bug. You'll bounce back next season. Don't worry. I I hope so. I hope we bounce back. I need us to. Exactly. All right, so I got to end the show because Doug's eating through my trash right now. Somebody let him in my room. But that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcast. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.